This time on Amazingly Terrible, we are watching Doug, episode 41, Doug's Bum Rap, slash, Doug and Patty Sitting in a Tree. I don't understand what I'm listening to here. It's the, the, it's the music. It's the intro music. Oh, what, what, uh, okay. It's all the scanning of the mouth oh, noises. Okay. You're listening to Amazingly Terrible, the podcast that hasn't learned its lesson. My name's Adam. I am Matt. My name's David. Hi, I'm Mike. Hi, Mike. Hi, Mike. I've been <laughs> podcast sober for six days now. Yeah, yeah. Um, nice, nice. So I voted today. Woohoo! Woohoo! Excellent. It's completely irrelevant to when we're releasing this. Yes, exactly. Oh. If you were going to tell us everyone you voted for, who, who would you tell us? <laughs> <laughs> if that were a thing you were going to do. <laughs> And also, what's your four favorite numbers? Like, uh, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, that's for your social, uh, yeah, your mother's maiden name, yeah. <laughs> so, I, I guess I could kind of say I voted last week because, uh, Washington State is actually just mail in balance, yeah, because it's so, a reasonable state full of rational people, yeah, it's like progressive, I guess you could say. Well, parts of it are. Well, for America, yeah, parts of yeah, parts of it are real conservative. Just <laughs> every state, really are. <laughs> every state has a parts of it is really red. Well, when you get up into the mountains, mountain people are pretty much the same everywhere you go. Oh yeah, so. doesn't matter. New Hampshire, yeah. Colorado. Mm-hmm. I, I would say Florida, but there's no mountains in Florida except for the landfill. Um, yeah, mountain people are the kind like if you pull a knife, they pull a cudgel. Yeah. <laughs> Mountain, out of pe- mode. mountain people's like, uh, yeah, yeah. You, you, you're at a party and you say you're ordering pizza, and mountain people are like, oh no, I'm not hungry. But then when the pizza shows up, guess <laughs> who's hungry? hungry. Mountain, mountain people. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah. You. I heard you're, that your mountain people is so fat. <laughs> when, when she sits around the mountain folks she sits around the mountain folks I feel like we're alienating our whole audience <laughs> if you have David, a moon, if you have you a moonshine come? still sitting on top of another moonshine still you might be you mountain might be people mountain you might be mountain people <laughs> you might be mountain folk I like who said mountain person I like that <laughs> like there's one. I of think them. I said that. Yeah, there's one yeah, of them. You, you might be a mountain person. You might be mountain person. The one guy. <laughs> no, no, no. It's like Florida man. Oh yeah, the mountain, mountain person. person is just all of the mountain people that do dumb shit, but at different times during the year. So it just looks like mountain person just does it all. Yeah, there's mountain people. Yeah. Hey, you know, if I if I was a people, I'd be mounting you too. <laughs> God, that was even worse. <laughs> it doesn't even make sense. <laughs> well, it doesn't necessarily disqualify it or anything, but I feel like if you went into a bar and used that pickup line, you'd be really like on hard mode. 
<laughs> Going in hard. <laughs> you are you a mountain person because you've been distilling my heart all night long. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and, and you got a lot of steep inclines. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So what else has been going on with you guys? How's everybody doing? How are things? We did some voting. We did some. I just wanted to step back and say that the scatting was the least memorable part of the Doug opening. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. This is where... We're still in the Marin part of the open, Mike. You're, you're we're, try, we're trying to salvage some Marin out of all yeah. this gibberish. I'll Marin your face. I'll Marin your face, motherfucker. Oh my. <laughs> Did we already do this bit? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, done this bit before. But, I mean, actually, oh, it's I think like it's gotten worse. <laughs> We've done this all before. We did a better bit before. Do you realize that in Groundhog's Day, the director said that Bill Murray's character Ravis. spent thir- 30 years, 33 no. some odd years. No, no. Going back like every single day for 30 years. Like, no. My it, memory of it was like, it looked like he was like going around for a week or two or be, maybe a couple months. But Well, yeah, because you can't have a 30 year long movie. But it, the, the actual, what Harold Ramis actually said was that it could be, it could be seen as that, but the original writing had it be twenty thousand years. Nice. Wow. That's 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 hard for most audiences to comprehend. That's how long yeah, it would take so. me to learn piano. Yeah, exactly. Well, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't look like an exceptional man, so <laughs> learning ice sculptures and piano and Are you trying to say that Bill Murray mm-hmm. is not a Sigma man? What? Oh jeez! A Sigma man. Sigma balls. Look, is that still a thing? Do people still <laughs> talk about Sigma man? I mean, I guess. Or is that Sigma twenty twenty one? I I don't even know what that, that what that meant. Oh, that's such a Sigma male thing to say. Is it? Yeah, you're totally <laughs> Sigma male. It's, oh yeah, pieces of hot shit. <laughs> <laughs> right. So really, what does Sigma male mean? What is what is this thing? It's the ones that it's, don't give a shit. Okay. It's, it, no, it's it's all the people that are. It's not even that. It's all the the. Uh, it's supposed to be an explanation for all of the men that buy into the like alpha beta stupid ass myth that don't think they're alpha but don't want to admit they're beta, uh, so they're sigma. So it's supposed to be like sigma yeah. man doesn't care, but sigma man also like is sensitive, but is too manly to like not be sensitive or like some shit like that. It's it's dumb. It's all, okay. it's all, it's all incel bullshit. So uh, it it sounds like an ironic, like self conscious mocking of the alpha beta stuff. But maybe it's sort of such. Everything, yeah, <laughs> everything starts off as a parody or mockery of something that then gets twisted into some somebody, ugly. Somebody doesn't meme. get the joke. Yeah, yeah, that's me usually. Ugh. I prefer to be a chi male, mm-hmm. covered in Sweet. covered in bean, bean sprouts. Nice, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like that. You sit to yourself in gross sprouts. <laughs> yeah, but I I look like a little lamb. Yeah, Mike, are you still eating from that giant tub of M and M's? Oh God, is it? Am I crunching that loud? 
<laughs> no, I'm more. Well, yeah, we can hear it, but I mean, um, I moved on to nerds. Me. Oh my god, dude, oh, nice. It's awful. I feel like a shitty person. <laughs> <laughs> you feel like a shitty person because you eat nerds, or you feel like physically? No, awful? no, that, that's that was actually something else I was thinking of. No, I, I I know nerds are so bad for you. It's just sugar, which is why it's so good. And... <laughs> yeah, they're gonna use your lungs as the demonstration lungs. So they're like, these are the lungs of a nerd, <laughs> a nerd <laughs> snorter. And they, nerd sh- they, just, and they shake them like macaritas. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, kids, this is nerd lung. This is what happens when you inhale too many nerds. Yeah. Just say no. Smoke some cigarettes. <laughs> Brought to you by the Alcohol Foundation and Tobacco. Alcohol Foundation and Tobacco? Okay. <laughs> nice. Yeah. It was brought to you by the Alcohol Foundation and also the concept of tobacco. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's too bad about tobacco. It started off so good, you know? Mm-hmm. And it yeah. just... Well, you know, according to Marlboro, tobacco brought the pilgrims and the Indians together, and we all lived harmoniously ever after. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's funny how a, a lot of the Native Americans died after that happened. No, well, no. that's because alcohol got involved. That's the result. Right. They went on vacation. If you just do tobacco... Should be fine. And yeah, they went on vacation. They died of natural causes unrelated to the white man. So, so well, you know, the white man is a terminal disease. It is kind of funny if you go back to some of the uh, natural history museums that go over like Virginia life back during colonization times. Yeah. How like everybody's front teeth were all like cracked and busted up in the center because everybody had a corncob pipe in their mouth, basically. Yeah. Oh, I saw that. Oh, yeah, you're talking about the Smithsonian, um, yeah. that one exhibit. I thought it was amazing that, like, that whole concept. It was, uh, they had clay pipes. That was the easiest things that they could make. Just, yeah. yeah, having them held in between your teeth and kind of moving it around the grit from the clay wore down, wore down. Yeah. Wow. their teeth. And it's just like, it looks like a, like if you're smiling, like a bullet hole right through. <laughs> um, it's like a perfectly circle round thing. Pipe holder. And then they're. <laughs> yeah, it's a pipe holder, yeah. Yeah, and and you know back in those days it was considered a sign of uh, attractiveness to a respective mate. So sure, right? Yeah. Well, uh, okay. Related to that, um, I was reading one of the placards, and it says that one of the skeletons was twelve years old and already had that little um, circle. So it, it's funny because my mind immediately yeah, he was went. Cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. He was, he was a cool That's kid. what it was. Yeah. It was a cool kid. Like he, he was, was determined to be like he's. He saw like all you know, the the like I bet his he was parents smoking and... before it was cool too. Yeah, I bet you. Exactly, he was a like setter. Like I don't even like. I, I wondered why they didn't make that connection, but you know they're they're probably focused on something else. <laughs> that would be great though. The Smithsonian plaque for it to just say "cool kid, twelve like, years old." I can't believe like they didn't even make a passing mention that perhaps this could have been for the for the younger kids to fit in or feel cool. And perhaps like what you said with uh, seeing as a, uh, being attractive, maybe that's why they tried to grind it away with their teeth early on. Is Joe Camel sponsoring this museum exhibit? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was just like one. It was one display. They always said that he was designed to appeal to ch- to children or to kids, which yeah. I I never even really understood the advertising. It, that that whole concept is from gener- a generation above us, and maybe two. 
because we don't have that that thought like here i am eating nerds it's like oh that's candy candy is for kids no it's sweet and i like it so fuck you i'm an adult i'm gonna eat it yeah i'm gonna start a little bit of it i'm gonna <laughs> inhale it and huff it and snuff it yeah you're like the... gonna crush it up yeah <laughs> oh god that's too you're far. the 12 year old skeleton now you're gonna crush it up you're going to then uh, <laughs> pour it in a mold with simple syrup to create uh one giant rock of it and then you're gonna put it in your pipe and smoke it. Wow, they make patches for that. Dude, yeah, it's like you have a heroin <laughs> patch. Yeah, like like a micro needle in a patch. They just slap in your arm, uh, basically. Yeah. yeah, it's too bad they don't have like a nicoderm patch uh, patch for heroin, like a mm-hmm. heroderm. Well, I think Johnson Johnson's on that right now, so we'll get there eventually. <laughs> I don't know, or Eli Lilly. Methadone patch seems like the wave of the future. I was actually thinking, like, how interesting would it be to have like a heroin patch, but it's like an eye patch. Mm. So <laughs> you really are still like injecting heroin into the <laughs> the eyeball. Oh my god! god. god. Holy shit! <laughs> okay, let's switch. That, that, that sounds hellish. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No. Blue Mountain Bean no, okay. coffee patches. Blue Mountain Bean. <laughs> yeah, you wrap Blue Mountain Bean heroin coffee. <laughs> no, 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 just ecstasy. Coffee. Yeah. Just coffee. Extra MDMA. But MDMA. You, MDMA. But you, <laughs> but you slap it on your balls. Yeah, yeah. So that it allows it to get really uptaked into the body <laughs> through the natural like through the natural so, the ball um, the ball <laughs> the 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 ball so vascular system yeah no the ball vascular yeah the ball vascular <laughs> you want blue mountain bean coffee ball patch <laughs> blue mountain bean blue ball patch blue ball patch <laughs> Yeah. The blue ball mountain bean patch. Just inject caffeine directly okay. into your manhood. That's the tagline. Say it, Adam. Uh, what was it again? I don't. I don't remember either. <laughs> it's the way to inject caffeine directly into your manhood. It the is. blue ball, blue mountain bean patch. A blue mountain person. They sound like uh, the like the hot new concept group. Blue mountain person. Yeah, blue mountain person. They do, like, noises and uh, smash things. Hey, speaking of blue people, <laughs> Doug. <laughs> He's Dear a blue guy. God. Oh, uh, we've been you, know, you know what that means, David. We've it been means we, we have to keep what we just said right before your transition in order for it to make sense. So, <laughs> right. you did this. <laughs> just remember... Okay, did uh, did anybody watch Doug when they were young? I did. Derek. Derek did. Derek did as well, yeah. I, I watched it a few times, but this was one of the fancy cartoons <laughs> on the fancy cable oh, okay. with the Nickelodeon. And um, if you guys recall, my father was a uh, penny-pinching cheapskate sure. for everything. Well, he still is, in all honesty. Well, except for um, Army Supplies and survival kits no 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 even that like he stole that from work so that wasn't (laughs) (laughs) he was thrifty we didn't have cable when i was growing up only my grandparents my great-grandparents had cable Uh... so for the summertime whenever we'd go visit my 
grandparents and great-grandparents, I would watch this show. But it was so infrequently that it didn't really, like, have a real effect on my zeitgeist. Yeah, it didn't really stick with me quite so much. Mm -hmm. And I do remember, like, tolerating this show as I was waiting for Rin and Stimpy and Rugrats to come on, basically. Oh, interesting. How about you? Did you watch this? Never. Never saw it. I I think I heard about it, maybe. (laughs) Never watched it. Hmm. (laughs) Interesting. I remember seeing the characters. Yeah. Well, they they were kind of prevalent. Like, they were... It was kind of too hard to kind of get away from them. Just because they weren't in a lot of stuff. There was a lot of... Yeah. They were on the, like, uh, cereal boxes. Yeah, they were... Candy stuff. They were licensed pretty hard. I... I feel like um, I I remember disliking the art style because it was right around the time when that kind of wiggly line style seemed kind of popular, like Doctor Katz. Yeah, Doctor Katz or Rocco's yeah, Modern Life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, where it was like this wiggly line all the time. So I thought the art style no. was somewhere like between Peanuts and the Dilbert cartoon. He, that's hmm. that is what that honestly that's where I thought it was more stylized but then when i watched it i was like this is exactly where i went peanuts with a little bit of duck man <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah now one thing that i will say is for when i was a kid watching the show i did not like it but as yeah. like an adult right now watching it i can i do have like a a bit of appreciation for it even if i do find it kind of like bland and banal it, so it is a quality product People yeah, worked yeah. hard on this, for sure. That is, that is true. That is true. Mike, did when you were a kid, do you remember liking the show? I think so. I think I liked the characters and kind of like the message. I But I can't put my finger on anything. I just, that like, mm-hmm. that's all I can remember is just the vague concept of like, oh, it was a positive message. And it's like anti-bully back, you know, when there wasn't a lot of this awareness for bullies and, mm-hmm. um, and how people don't want to be a bully. And back then people were just shitty kids and, you know, so, so it had more of like a positive message. Yeah. If like, you're thinking about like everyday life, this everyday life is idyllic and you feel like it's positive and you like, I, I think it. Doug was woke. So it's almost you know? like wish fulfillment. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. I mean, he's an 11 year old kid that has the emotional maturity of like a 40 year old. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, if your life was written by a script writer. Yeah. He, okay, so let's, I, I don't let's know that he, he does like rat out his buddy. Yeah, I'm not sure these, these, epi- these episodes support that. <laughs> well, I I don't know. There's still like a lot. I feel like there is a fair amount of like time in here where he is very patient, and again, like very like willing to take on criticism or listen or like mm-hmm. have the chance to basically give the benefit of the doubt of the people to the people around him and actually talk and have communication instead of like me where I would just be like screaming and crying at people if I was 11. So uh, yeah, he's, he's really self-aware. Yeah. Yeah. So he's supposed to be 11. He's supposed to be 11. Yeah. Wow. He's an 11 year old. Everybody in the show is 11. He's a, so. he's a very successful 11 year old. Yes. Yes. So this is sixth grade, sixth grade. Hmm. So you can remember where we were at in sixth grade. No girls were uh, asking me out on non-dates in sixth grade. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Zero girls. So this cartoon, Doug, focuses on the early adolescence of one Doug Funny in his hometown of Bluffington, 
It is the end of the day. Doug is reflecting in his journal about the things that have happened to him. And he narrates each story as a journal entry, and it includes several different imagination sequences that he breaks into throughout the course of his narration. Well, this guy's, he's like a budding novelist. This is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. this is, this is like hearts in the Atlantis kind of level bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> so Doug's creator was uh, Jim Jenkins, and this show is primarily an autobiographical uh, writing of his childhood in Virginia, uh, Richmond, Virginia. Oh, wow. Uh, the show was originally pitched as a children's book, but no publishers were interested. He wound up pitching it to Nickelodeon, and they picked it up right away for their new Nicktoon segment. Somehow, Jenkins managed to maintain a fair amount of control of the project, and he insisted that every story had to have a moral in it, to the point that the other writers would have to basically write the moral of the story on the top of each script they submitted. Ugh. And then he would go through and try to figure it out. Yeah. Ugh. Uh, so... The series premiered on uh, August 11th, 1991, alongside other Nicktoon originals of Rugrats and Ren and Stimpy. And I totally forgot Ren and Stimpy was a Nicktoon. I don't know why. Oh my, I thought it was, oh my gosh. I thought it was like MTV for whatever reason. Yeah. Well, it seems so adult. Mostly because yeah. it was made by um, a, a pathetic growing, grooming pedophile. Yeah. Yeah. It, wasn't he also like addicted to like LSD or something? Or like he dropped... I don't know if he had LSD a, on a regular basis. I don't know if he had a drug habit. Probably, maybe. Yeah. He was a uh, fairly reprehensible person based on everything I've read. Yeah. So, so anyway, Doug was the very first Nick 2 that was actually purchased. And the original order was for 65 episodes to be aired over the course of five seasons. But after 52 episodes and four seasons, uh, which lasted between 91 and 94, Nickelodeon declined to order the last 13 because the show was too expensive, and the company and Nickelodeon was undergoing. This show was too expensive. This show was too expensive for Nickelodeon. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yep. It's a it's a quality product. It's very well drawn. It has a consistent style. It has a, a different well, visual take. The, all that takes effort, yeah. and I, it sounds like they had a writing staff, not just a yes. guy. They had a writing staff, and they also had uh, they had quality voice actors too. I mean, they had Billy West. Yeah, yeah. I was just about to so, say Billy yeah. West. That I was, I picked up on that right away. Yeah, I, and I didn't know back then. That's like one of those things that, like now knowing everything that he's voiced. Yeah, mostly yeah. Futurama for me. <laughs> uh, oh no, yeah, but he, but he's been in a lot of stuff, and in, in, primarily yeah. through Nickelodeon, actually. So between him and Mark so, Hamill, they're like the two like big male voice actors. Mark Hamill. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill. Yeah. In 96, Disney purchased Jumbo Pictures, which was the actual production company that made Doug. So Doug was actually moved to ABC's One Saturday Morning and retooled uh, to be slightly different than the earlier episodes, and they ran it for three more years. Wow. So, so it was on until 1999. One of the things they did to retool the show was they fired Billy West because he was too expensive because he was a quality voice actor. So... <laughs> <laughs> yeah between the creator and, and billy west i think that's where all the budget went probably so uh what's interesting is doug was originally like in 1980 was originally sketched uh as like a doodle in jim jenkins uh hand or art books and he actually named the character brian and brian was a, the cynical alter ego of jim jenkins 
And it really? wasn't until 1984 that Jim Jenkins had a huge bout of bad luck where like he like got evicted, his um, girlfriend left him, he got fired from his job or whatever it was. Jeez. So, so he created this town of Bluffington as an idyllic place where, in his words, where there was no overdue rent or unpaid phone bills. And that's when he started to like make things much more positive and focus on the positive side. And that's how he like redesigned Doug to be more of a like uplifting, positive moral character. Eh, so. eh, he made eh, he, so, he made so his, own, he, his own Pleasantville. Basically, basically, he pulled himself up by his bootstraps. Oh Jesus, Mike! <laughs> well, I mean, I, that's it's it's something. It's a it's a definitely a success story. Like you know, I haven't I haven't sold any cartoons based on my life and my writing but have yet. you tried though have yet. you tried mm, yes yeah. yes i did you have tried yeah oh yeah uh they rejected my idea for a cartoon of a 40 year old man who podcasts with his friends <laughs> well it I, has I, to be about your childhood uh, so it has to be 11 year old kids podcasting about their adulthood you know yeah right like with with, with the the knowledge of all of it it's almost like an izakai where you can go back to the your own world, but when you were younger. I mean, this is a good question. I'll bet the creator of Doug would have been like, "Yeah, I, I hope my younger self did see this. Would you want our younger self to listen to this podcast? This podcast? <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, I don't know. So, would you <laughs> let yourself, not, but... yeah. as a child, watch this? Yeah. Episode? Are we making something we would have been proud of when we were eight? Well, I mean, it might be good for us to have our our childhood selves listen to this podcast just so they don't repeat our mistakes. Yeah, you know? right. Yeah, as a warning. Like, don't do this. I don't yeah. know. I, I'm, I would be glad that I'm normal height. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, my. Do you remember You're how tall, short right? I was? Yeah. Do you remember how short I was? Yeah. I was the top. Like, yeah, sorry, Mike. shorty. So sorry, Mike. We until I finally grew, and, and then they couldn't call me shorty anymore, so they called me skinny. I don't know. I think Man, we still call you High school kids shorty. are so uh, unoriginal. Hey, we what? can still call you skinny. Yeah, we're still allowed to call you shorty. Because we were your <laughs> friends. Well, you, I still am shorter than you. I don't think you are. I think you're the same height as me. I'm the shortest like one. I think you're shorter no, than Dan is. So. I'm pretty sure I am. Oh. Are you? We'll have a, I don't know. We'll have a short off. <laughs> we'll all stand next to each other. Has anybody measured Derek recently? Because... Uh, <laughs> He has been doing CrossFit, and I think that does shrink you a bit. Girth. So. I've done girth only. <laughs> so the early designs of Doug were finalized and flushed out at a Mexican restaurant, and that is what is attributed to the crazy color scheme of all the characters. Ole! Interesting. Margaritas. Oh, oh, okay. That he was drunk. Yeah. Really, no, okay. Not well, he was like drinking while he was doing it at a Mexican restaurant, I'm sure. Probably color schemes of the Mexican You're restaurant. Right. Probably the decor well. inspired him. So. Uh, well, they're pretty so. Uh, so the 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 who, what's his name? Skeeter. No, no, you're you're the writer. Oh, Jim Jenkins. Yeah, Jim Jenkins. I mean, yeah, he designed the characters and wrote the episodes. Like that's they're well designed yeah. characters. They're pretty fun. I mean, actually, I hate the way he, Doug is dressed, but the the design yeah. along the characters I mean, is cool. That was also early '90s, though. He actually was kind of dressed well for the early '90s. <laughs> the really baggy shorts, you know, right. And the t-shirt and sweater vest combo? Well, maybe not the sweater vest, but... 
but Jim Jenkins, like part of the thing that he did for the show was he created this massive show Bible and in it, he had each of the characters houses, floor plans. Oh, wow. And he had all of the maps for all the streets in the city mapped out. So like Bluffington was like fully flushed. So that is interesting. So he approached this the same way I approach role playing, basically. Right. So, but uh, Doug's first appearance was in 1988 in a commercial for Florida grape growers, and then it popped up again in 1989, uh, or the, the character design popped up again in 1989 at a promotional bumper for USA Network. Okay. Now I would have expected this to have started as like a Sunday cartoon strip. It has oh, it has yeah. that feel. It feels has that, like it feels very circus. Yeah, it feels very peanuts. Feel. Yeah. I really got Well, he Jim Jenkins did say that he did grab inspiration directly from Peanuts. So hmm. yeah. it feels very peanuts. Yep. Alright, so let's get in the show proper. Okay, so the intro music to this I actually did dig. And I do remember liking the like scatting mouth noise See, instrumentation music from do, the soundtrack. Do, 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 that's the part I don't like about do, it. Do, 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 that's the part that I remember. Like that's the part that's always stuck in my head. Not the like the scatting. It's the do 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 do. Yep. So you didn't like that, David? You thought it was a little too. I didn't like the music. I thought the actual like animation for the opening was pretty creative. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, uh, yeah. they do a lot with just a line, and mm-hmm. they sort of demonstrate the relationships with the main character of several mm-hmm. of the supporting characters. Yeah, yeah you get yeah. you get his whole little world. What was interesting is they actually made the music first, and this all came from one of the recording artists talking to Jim Jenkins about how different sound effects sounded different ways when it was recorded and then mm-hmm. that turned it to like him scatting and then wanted to have the whole thing be a scatting dealy do you think that he mapped out this white space you think he had a floor plan for this <laughs> I'm, sure I'm sure he did the empty yeah. void space he's like this is what the void looks like here's everybody that's in the void this is where they live when you don't see them in the void when you yeah. stare into the void the void stares back at it sounds like he was a really good storyteller but he was also the kind of guy who wouldn't let anybody else play Oh no, yeah. He just railroad would railroad the entire uh party no matter what. That's the feeling I'm getting. Yeah. So sociopath. <laughs> they used to call it creative vision. <laughs> well I'm glad we've moved on and you know, we're all Back seeing day. everything from multiple angles. Okay, so the first episode that we looked at was uh what is it? Doug's no good, very bad day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one. Doug's oh. bum rap. Doug's bum rap. Exactly. Perfect. Yeah, Thank you. That's. And we open with um, Douglas J. Fry having a really bad day, where he starts uh, by being called to the principal's office by the English teacher, and he's worried that he either got the worst grade or he got the best grade in the history of English, which would have then inspired the English teacher to give him the full works of William Shakespeare to improve upon. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And when he goes into these, like, little fantasy sequences, that's not a sound effect in the dissolve. That's someone, like, doing mouth... Yeah, doing mouth noises. Doing acapella. Yeah, yeah. This is what they spent their money on. Fucking the sound effects mouth guy. 
Was the, yeah, the, the scab man? The, or, no, uh, yeah. the guy from uh, Spaceballs. Yeah, it was his name. Um, uh, Michael. Well, Michael Police Winslow. Academy, but yeah. Mike, Michael Winslow. Winslow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And Police Academy, I mean. Yeah. yeah. He was originally from Police Academy, okay? Yeah. All right? All right. He was yeah, the guy he... from Police Academy in Spaceballs. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But this is what I that's what I remembered after watching this episode again. The overactive imagination of Doug is what gravitated me to the show because he thought like I did. Like I think every kid thinks like that. They what? have that hyperactive uh, like postulating. Yeah. So yeah. kudos yeah. on him being a 30-year-old remembering that kind of like that feeling because without being prompted it, like he had to have been holding on to those thoughts very close all those years it's also a good writing oh, technique because you can really eat time with it yeah, yeah. like these reveal yeah. nothing about the plot to us thinking back to my imagination when i was that age i feel like this is pretty milk toast honestly i don't know i don't know our our major our imagination back then uh still conjured up boobs on like logs and stuff like that when you were 11 well, yeah, I don't. Not too sure. Mine was more like you know, well, the fantasy like, world of like Magic the Gathering, yeah, yeah. combined with boobs. At a... <laughs> yeah, those oversexual Magic the Gathering cards. Mine had a lot of um, you know me killing bad guys and kissing with tongue. Yeah, it's like ooh, I'm a planeswalker and I've got a bag full of boobs. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Um, well, that's what I meant. It's like more of like in a boobs are gross kind of way. Yeah. Yeah, they are. Boobs are gross. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I want to look at them and I see them on rocks. I don't know we didn't have that. the internet back then. You were a horny uh, elevator. Yeah, we buddy. did. It was now, I was the... a late bloomer. I actually didn't have. You didn't horny? I didn't horny until like 30. 12 no, 13. like 15 or 16. Like last year. <laughs> I was oh, a late man. bloomer. I was forty-one years old. Yeah, I horny, man, just I horny. All that. I already had two kids, but now I'm feeling the sexy. I hornied yeah. once last year, just once. <laughs> but it was really, really hard. Yeah, that's where the reason why New York blacked out on whatever data blacked out on. <laughs> okay. Oh, he yeah. blacked out. Not of not all of New York City blacked out. Well, when Matt blacks out, all of New York blacks out because oh, York consciously connected. Right, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. It actually, everyone dies and is reborn when I fall asleep and when I wake up. That's why I always feel so refreshed in the morning. Mm. I had I had a little death just a little bit ago. Oh, yuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> all right, all right. So, but I liked his imagination, just like every other kid. So Doug is worried about all this, but it turns out that it's neither of those things. He got a B in the class, and he's being accused of cheating off the honor student whose name is Chalky. Yeah. Because Chalky had the exact same answers as Doug. And it seems like... In this episode, it seems like the, the, he idolizes Chalky. And then in the next Somewhat, episode, yeah. it feels like they're friends. I, I wonder if there was like some sort of story, like some perceived story progression there, where like after the events of this episode, they then became friends in between. And so the next episode, they were already friends for a while. That's where my headcanon went. It's after the events of this episode they became friends. Oh, I forgot that these had two episodes. Yeah, there's two episodes in, in each episode. Yeah, usually, usually. 
But there is something that is very fishy right off the bat that these teachers should have picked up on immediately. Because essentially what they're saying is they're on a roll, perfect student that's great at everything, got a B on a sixth grade math test. Yeah. Why not A? Yeah. They, that should have been their first red flag. And then it should have gone from there. So, But Doug imagines the differences between him and Chalky and their permanent record as to it. And that's the reason why the teachers are more likely to think Chalky is perfect compared to him. Mm-hmm. Because he's thinking of a spelling bee in which he can't spell baloney, but Chalky spells anti-disestablishmentarianism. <laughs> that's can... right. That was the first time I ever heard that word. And the teachers basically tell Doug that he's got 24 hours to come clean about cheating. Otherwise, they both have to retake the test, and the test is going to be that much harder. They have 24 hours until the cheater comes forward. Yeah. Which infers that, like, that they only spoke to Doug and not to Chucky. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Which is exactly what they did. Yeah. So this then sets off the whole point of this episode which is doug going on a quest to find chalky to ask him what happened and it's at this point in time when i was like this is the most emotionally mature 11 year old that i have ever seen in fiction or otherwise because if when i was 11 if i had been called into the principal's office and had a teacher telling me that i cheated and not believing my innocence when i was innocent that would have crushed me. <laughs> and, I, and I would have been like crying. I would have been carrying on. My mom would have had to have been called in to like come and get me because I wouldn't stop crying. And then I'd start thinking about what my dad would do to me if he found out that I was cheating mm. and how I was going to get my ass kicked when I got home. And then I'd think about, well, fuck, well, as soon as it gets out to the rest of the students that I'm crying about this shit, my bully, who was named Doug, is going to come and kick my ass after school. So why the hell... Am I going through all this? So that would be me when I was a kid. Just you weren't like that at all. Buddy. Crushed. You were. No, you like you had a steel core. Right. <laughs> but Doug, on the other hand, is just like, hmm. I must get to the bottom of this mystery. And yeah, yeah. Talk to Chalky. Yeah, he's like, can we talk, Chalky? Can we have a conversation about some let's, issues? Let's have an open dialogue, you and I. Yeah. Let's talk about what it means to self-actualize. Uh, in the meantime, while he's trying to hunt down Chalky, his his bully... Roger. Yeah. Try, Roger. Tries to get him to teach him how to cheat, essentially. Yes. Yep. So Roger's, like, all about the cheating and is, like, very proud of Doug for the fact that Doug is a cheater now and wants to work with him, so... He's such a sleazy... He's like the Fonzie character, right? Hey. Hey. I don't know, he's more like a slithery, <laughs> slinky rat. Well, yeah, they, they did create him to look more rat-like with his features. Just to, like, play up the fact that he's, like, he is, like, Doug's bully or Doug's nemesis. But all in all, like, Roger's actually kind of tame when it comes to, yeah, like, bullies. He's sort so. of lovable. Yeah. He's more like that. He, he, I would actually say Roger's probably more like that friend of yours that doesn't quite click and is a little bit more, like, bad. So I always think of, like, in my mind when I was a kid, I always kind of registered Roger to be more like Philip. Yep. Or old friend Philip. Yep. From That's exactly who I was thinking about. Yeah. Yeah. Who was a good person, but struggled. Yeah, just a little rough. Yeah. Yeah. 
He's a good guy, though. But this whole, like, quest of his kicks off with him going to the school newspaper where Chalky, the 11-year-old honor student, is the editor of the elementary school paper. Well, he's in sixth grade, right? Yeah. I mean, so he's like he's top of, he's, the highest, yeah, highest level of the elementary school. But so, what elementary school has a newspaper? None of them. Well, he, yeah. This is high school. Uh, no, exactly. It, it could this be a be junior high, high that's like six to eight. Man, they don't let junior high kids do this shit. My kid's elementary school has a yearbook. Do they really? Yeah. Well, I guess we had a yearbook in our they elementary have, school they too. They have a yearbook committee, so I mean, a newsletter isn't that far off. We had a yearbook, and they spelled the principal's name wrong. <laughs> yeah. I I remember like lining up for the photos for the yearbook, and uh, I remember that in middle school. Yeah, it was weird. I don't remember what we were doing there. It was bizarre. Anyway, when we go to the newspaper office, this is when we meet Doug's love interest slash crush, Patty. And Doug goes up to her and starts talking to her and asking about uh, Chalky. And this is, again, when I was like, why the fuck is Doug talking to his 11-year-old crush? Why is he not punching her and then running away screaming I love you at the top of his lungs? Right. He's an 11-year-old. Or assiduously avoiding speaking to her ever. Exactly. Like, don't make eye contact, don't come in contact with her. Exactly. You'll only fuck this up. Never, ever touch her. I always wanted a girlfriend that had, like, an accent like that. <laughs> like a raspy, somewhat southerny type voice. Yeah, like the, uh, smoking for 20 years. You know, like southern asthmatic. Southern, southern asthmatic. <laughs> I feel like we're slowly assembling Mike's dream girl. She's a well, this... she's a redhead. She's she's been smoking for forty years. <laughs> well, she she was. It's the I don't know if it's the same voice actress, but it is almost the same voice from uh, the critic, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Jay's girlfriend of the critic. Yeah, so. I thought she was, had a cute voice too. <laughs> <laughs> Have you watched The Expanse yet, Mike? You yeah, should watch I, The Expanse. Yeah, you're gonna get a really weird boner. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You just gotta ride so it out, though. His so Doug's last name was Fry. No, no, no. no. I was making a joke. His last name was Funny. Doug but, Funny, okay, but... It, but Billy like, West, well, who the, played okay. Philip J. Fry, Fry, is also doing the voice of Douglas. Uh, okay, Doug see, Fry, I, I, so I caught I that Douglas joke like 10 minutes later, and I yeah. had to backpedal and find out. Now, the the principal, is he Mr. Furley from uh, Three's Company? You mean Don Knotts? I, I hope it's not Don Knotts. I don't know. It's his core. It's definitely doing Knotts. a Don Knotts uh, yeah. Yeah. voice. It is yeah. a compressed air that they force through Don Knotts' body. <laughs> Don Knotts hey, was still was alive. Yeah, yeah, Don Knotts was still alive in 91. That was, yeah. was 1991. And oh, no, he and, was alive when they did it. <laughs> <laughs> I did take a look at the uh, voice actor page. There was no Don Knotts. It was just Billy West and other people. Okay. <laughs> Billy West oh, plus right. others. Yeah. <laughs> no Don Knotts. See here. Constance Schulman, which is another one. She was the, uh, the yoga instructor from Orange is the New Black. She played Patty. Okay. Yeah, okay. Those are the only the... people I really recognize, though. Mo- yeah. Moving right along, we go through a series of scenes in which he 
just misses or sees Chalky for just a moment before Chalky has to go to his next club. So here's what he does. Chalky is the editor of the school newspaper. He is a track team captain. He is the first hair trumpet in the school band. And they have a fun little 1812 overture thing. Yeah, they have a, they have a cannon in the band. They're yeah, 11 year exactly. olds and they let them operate a cannon. <laughs> the cannon. cannon exactly. Uh, and then he is the entire swim team. And then later on, we also find out that he's the quarterback for the uh, football team, for the elementary school football team. Right. But in all of these things that he's doing, he is only there for like five to 15 minutes. And he literally leaves in the middle of track practice, in the middle of a song during the band practice, <laughs> in the middle of swimming in the swim. Like, and, and I was like, I could have done five after school activities if I only had to do them for five minutes apiece. Sure. That's no big deal. So the final club is Parachute Club. Thank you. <laughs> in his, ima- well, that, this that is his, his imagination. imagination. Yeah. yeah. In his imagination. Oh. So, so Doug finally, like, he has all these daydreams about, like, what's happening with Chalky and, like, comparing him with Chalky, how he's sacrificing for Chalky, how he's trying to assist Chalky, how nobody's going to believe him over Chalky, all these things. But Doug finally tracks down Chalky at Chalky's house where he's pay- playing uh, catch with a football out in the yard. Yeah. And Chalky finally relents and tells his dad, I really need to go talk to Doug in my room. Well, it's clear that he's afraid Doug's going to tell his dad what's going on. Yeah. And Doug's as, dad like says a, to leave the door cracked open. Yeah, 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 exactly. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know what you like, Chalky. But as soon as they get in the room, Chalky immediately confesses that he cheated off of Doug, and he says that he didn't have any time to study, and that's the reason why he cheated. And he showed Doug his calendar. Chalky has no game. You know, like you don't get to that oh, level yeah. of success without a lot of bluff. Yeah, and he yeah, doesn't have any a lot of bluff and bravado. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the reason why he doesn't have as many trophies as his dead brother Cliff. Yeah, so. it's true. Um, <laughs> it's true. It's really true. It should have been you. It should have been you, Chalky. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> the wrong son died. <laughs> it's so dark. It's going on our t-shirts. Um, it should have been you, Chalky. <laughs> but on Chalky's schedule, we have a list of things on there, like read Ulysses, give blood. Oh, well, you paused it. Uh, arc welding, which at first I thought said ass welding. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, it's the best kind of welding. I'd like I to weld my it. ass to something. <laughs> I could <laughs> well, well, like, what, like the mouth, someone else's mouth? Like a human centipede? <laughs> yeah, but I just do too. <laughs> or maybe just the side of a plane so you get some free air travel. Come on, Mike. You don't have to go dirty. Yeah. Mike, I go dirt. I go dirty. Yeah, Mike. You go dirty. But it is, they, it they, is someone they else's. They catch me it right is, It's Renee Rousseau's mouth. It, it... <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't you well, do that. Uh, but it's also, um, he also has on there, hypnotize somebody. I don't see what somebody is. Uh, end world hunger. Ooh, he's going big. Uh, amateur Sanskrit mappers group. <laughs> <laughs> he's a fraud. Uh, analyze hydrothermal data. He just takes pictures of that and puts it up on his Instagram. He's, and, he's uh, schizophrenic. Discover, discover <laughs> cold fusion. Yeah, <gasps> He's like the guy in the Fight Club. He can't sleep, so he does all these things, and he has like an alter oh, ego. Yeah. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Oh my god, there is no Doug. Yeah. It's, <laughs> no one, no there one is. talks about Parachute Club. 
So Chalky is the unnamed character, and Doug Funny is Tyler Durden. Yep. Yeah. Nice. That's why he has the date like later. This. That's why he got to see later. Oh my God! It's Chalky that did die, and when Doug comes over to do the things that Chalky like, he does it in Chalky's name, and then his and Chalky's dad puts it on the other side because it was actually Chalky that died, and Doug oh. is actually both Doug and Chalky. Whoa, um, so Chalky whoa, is whoa, Cliff. Whoa. Chalky, so Doug is the no. Chalky is the manifestation of Cliff and Doug. Yeah, and Chalky. I mean, this Chalky, is, didn't Jim Jeffries like quit making this cynical Brian character? They're all manifestations of yeah. Jim Jim Jacobs. Yeah. Jim okay, yeah. Jim Jeffries. That isn't he a serial killer? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, nice. After we see the, the notebook, this is where we get the only funny part of this segment of the show. And this is when Doug says something along the lines of, like, you have to confess. And Chalky says, I can't because I can't play the game on Saturday. And Doug says, well, the only way you can play the game on Saturday is if I confess and take the test instead. And Chalky immediately jumps on this as being an offer. Right. And it's like, thank you so much, Doug. You're the best. You're going to be a great guy. You're really looking out for yeah, see, he's know, got a game. school. Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. He's, his, his technique is emotional manipulation. Okay. I, exactly, I see it. Exactly. Thanks, David. So, and, he's, and he is ushering Doug out of the room. to And it, like the deal is sealed until Chalky's dad comes into the room and then just won't shut up about how great Chalky is. And going on and on about his well, dead son, I, what, Cliff, and how great Cliff was. Right, how, how, great, how great Chalky is, but how shitty he is in comparison to dead son, Cliff. To Cliff, exactly. <laughs> and uh, this is when Doug, underneath his breath, is like, yeah, sure, Chalky's great because he cheats. And then this leads to Chalky immediately coming clean. He rolls over like a bitch. I don't know who this fucking guy thinks he is. He's lying. Yeah. He cheated off me. I mean... I'm the greatest... Uh, yeah. I'm the very best football player that you've ever seen. Uh, all of, all of my enemies are out to get me. Yeah, everything everything in this cartoon is simple and unrealistically straightforward. <laughs> exactly, exactly. This is when we get the moral of the story, which I guess is his dad don't be so has been hard pressuring him. Yeah, his dad yeah. has been pressuring him to live up to his brother's legacy. Exactly. But instead of, like, being disappointed and chalky, he's like, well, we're just going to have to go talk to your teacher, and you're going to have to retake that test on Saturday, scamp. Yeah, instead of Let what Let me he, ruffle up your hair. Yeah, instead of what he really would have said is, I'm going to break your fucking femur, you disappointment. Like, I'm taking my belt off. You got to the count of three to get to your room, you little bitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> go outside and find your own them. switch. We're going to yeah, go exactly. look at your brother's grave from the bottom. <laughs> it's the only way you'll learn chalky and this is when we do know that bluffington is not a texas school because we do see chalky in the classroom taking a test during the big game rather than all the teachers covering up his failures just so he could play football in texas boom in your face you know, it could be ohio too <laughs> it could be no, yeah. No, yeah, you know there's two things we hate Texas and mountain people and Ohio. In Ohio. Well, well, Ohio's just a part of Texas, right? Yeah. It's just like the non the worst part of Texas. Part. It'll be there. Well, anything that touches the Mississippi River. <laughs> it's all part of Texas. That's right. 
We need to start about. keeping track of who we're offending. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna don't worry. I we'll get we, to everybody. I think it would be easier to keep track of who we don't offend. <laughs> I think that's just us, and only half the time. No, I'm pretty sure I pissed off Mike. <laughs> yeah, we, we are hardest on each other because our our love is the deepest. Yeah, because uh, yeah, we're we're toughening each other up, man. No, it's that 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 toxic parenting where you know. You beat them and then say, "But you know I love you." So yeah. it sets them up for trauma bonding in the future. That's not and that's not what you do. What you do is you beat them and you say, "Why did you make me do this?" Yeah, <laughs> but I, I do this because I love you. Yeah, I do this. It hurts I love me you. more than it hurts, it hurts you. It, that's why I'm using a metal spoon <laughs> and not a wooden spoon because it hurts me more than. And it hurts also, why you. I'm laughing because the laughing comes yeah. off the pain. It hurts. It hurts me more than it hurts you. That's why I use need to use hard drugs before I beat you. And a rubber hose so it doesn't leave bruises. Yeah. Just for the record, my parents never used a metal spoon or a rubber hose on me. Sure. But I uh, but I did deserve the wooden spoon. Yikes. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> uh were, you say so. uh, were any of us non corporeally punished? Hmm. I don't know. I don't think so. No. <laughs> I don't think so. I was just it was what spankings. you did back then. Yeah. 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 Yeah, the, my so the reason why my mom did use the wooden spoon was because she spanked me and I laughed at her. So it re- it really wow. pissed her off. So gotcha. she she reached for the closest thing that wasn't deadly, and it was a wooden spoon because we're in the kitchen. Whoa. <laughs> nice. nice. Uh, so you were asking for yeah. it. Oh, yeah, I, I laughed. Like, <laughs> How yeah. dare I mean, you? I was a little shit. I mean, so it, that was your fault. Yeah. I've never at what like once ever had to spank my kids like a, a stern like disappointed like sentence and it usually has a really profound effect i don't know like mm-hmm. i feel like our generation is a little bit more uh, empathic and subtly manipulative like yeah, my parents we're pretty only, we're, yeah. our parents only knew aggression <laughs> But we I know mean, how to get like into people's heads. They don't call and... us the greatest generation, but maybe they should. Yeah, maybe the, the most manipulative. <laughs> yeah. But uh, as far as I know, that name's not taken. So yeah, I don't think so either. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll be the greaterest generation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, my parents didn't even know what sarcasm was. Like one time, hmm. like when I finally learned sarcasm in high school, I came home and said something and and I was like, Oh, well, that's a really great idea. And my mom's like, no, it isn't. (laughs) And and I kind of, and I look at her and I kind of do one of those blink, blink moments. And, and I'm like, that was sarcasm. And she's like, Oh, ha 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 ha. (laughs) That's when you got beat. Was your, was your mom raised in Japan? No, no. She wasn't. Okay. She was, Oh, I shouldn't tell you where I shouldn't say where she was born. That's a security question. Oh, Jesus! <laughs> almost got it. I know it almost got me. Yeah, got me, you fools. Finally, we'd have leverage over you. Yeah. No, just my my my. You know, they they were simple, but they also didn't know how to communicate well, which is why you know anytime anyone uses corporal punishment, it's because they don't know how to effectively communicate either their thoughts or their feelings, so they lash out physically. Whereas, I don't know. I definitely. My dad it. must have been feeling a lot then, if that was the case. I think your dad did feel a lot. <laughs> yeah, and sometimes that thought's just violence. Uh, primarily those thoughts are just violence. Yeah. I, yeah, most of what I think he felt was rage. <laughs> but I think he felt a lot of it. 
That's the problem with... <laughs> did your dad drink? Of course my dad drank. Yeah. He still drinks. Like, that's the whole problem with the society, like, over-reliance on self-medicating with alcohol and tobacco. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's also, like, his generation was, like, the John Wayne generation. Yeah. Where it was supposed to be, like... You don't uh, feel things, you drink things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. You're supposed you to be, like, the stoic hero that never felt a thing. Or when you did, down. you had to, like, bury it. Yeah. Yeah. So... If you're if you cry, you could tear, cry one solitary tear only when you see the American flag or the uh, Star Spangled Banners playing, or there's a Michael Bay movie on. Or when you come. Michael Bay, <laughs> you know, when you come. <laughs> well, in all fairness to your parents, Mike, not knowing, not understanding sarcasm, I do feel like the '90s was like a huge time for sarcasm. Oh yeah, like that's when like, this was that my time. Well, was it, it's when it became so, cool. Yeah, this was yeah. peak Matt right here. <laughs> sarcasm was in and matt had it that's right you had sunglasses and like a flared up collar and your yeah. like leather yeah. vest and people would be in and be like you're so cool matt <laughs> and you just do finger guns at him and be like yeah you and i'd say i was like i know i am like that and then yeah, i exactly. would do a david caruso style sunglasses flip and i'd say yeah. and i'd say sarcasm <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Then the Who starts playing. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, join us cool. next week for part two of Doug. <laughs> <laughs> wow. We'll get through this pretty quickly. Yeah. So, we got this in the bag. We're only a quarter of the way through the first episode. We're, no, we're like halfway. We're halfway through. So. The next the next segment of Doug is Doug and Patty sitting in a tree. And this is the segment where we find out that drug that Doug's parents truly hate him. Because they pack raw, uncut, unclean beets yeah, they into just his lunchbox. Beets in his lunchbox. Exactly. That look like a heart. Well, that doesn't matter as much. I'm more concerned about his dietary needs. That, that you so, have a raw but, beet that with the foliage yeah. still in there. Yeah. But at any rate, Patty good, comes man. up to him and asks him what he's doing on Friday. And he says, nothing yet. And she invites him to a movie. Just the two of them. Meanwhile, the whole time, everyone seems to be laughing at them. Like, everyone yeah. is listening in on this conversation. Well, no, it's like everybody knew exactly what Patty was going to be doing before she even did it. Right. So The rumor mill is strong in school. Yeah. She talked to her friends and said that I'm going to talk to Doug today. And, and her, her friends, friends told some, some friends, friends. And their, their friends, friends told some, some friends, friends. And then the whole school knows. I mean, this, is, is, tel- tel- head this is telepathic it's, level. <laughs> like they, no, yeah. no, no. This is like head lice. It's, it's you know, it's just spreads oh, I never, organically. I never got head lice. Did you have to have Neither friends for that? Did you get it? Yeah. No, nah, you just need to, you know, be... Um... You just need to rub your head really hard against a stranger's butt. That's <laughs> yeah. what I really had to do. <laughs> yeah. You can get lice from the toilet seat. I've, I've heard that somewhere. That's <laughs> <laughs> what your mom told you. Yeah. <laughs> but this kicks off a whole series of events where Doug is just continuously trying to figure out if this is going to be a date with Patty or not. So we kick off a whole series of activities. Not really a series of activities. More like a series of conversations where Doug continuously asks his friends if this is a date. And this is when he gets a, a lot of really bad advice from people that have never been on dates. Yeah. And among those, it is, maybe she's playing hard to get. Despite the fact that she was the one that actually asked him out on the date. Yeah. <laughs> if she dresses up, it's a date. If she lets you buy her ticket for the movie, 
it's a date. If she lets you hold her hand, it's a date. If she pulls your pants off and points at your penis screaming, it's a date. Yeah. I know that from firsthand experience. I've had a lot of dates, <laughs> if you know what I mean. A lot of dates on the subway. Yeah. The biology teacher for the school then starts class. And we soon realize that he needs to be fired immediately. Because he says that today's lesson is going to be furthering the demonstration of animal mating rituals. And he pulls out two plastic flamingo lawn ornaments and starts, like, making kissy noises with them and hitting them together. <laughs> and, th and this is a sixth grade biology class. That's how he's I used teaching to play with my Joe's. So. so we come to a scene of Doug at home trying to figure these things out on his own. So he starts watching a series of VHS tapes, starting with Smash Adams. <laughs> And Smash Adams is obviously supposed to be some sort of James Bond character because... No, it's Patch Adams. It looks like... Patch it looks Adams, like the, the, the Sean doctor? Connery. Yeah. Looks like Sean Connery to the point where it has the uh, creepy, uncanny valley ranch feel about it. So <laughs> Yeah. But yes, Patch Adams. When did Patch Adams come up? Because that's immediately what I thought. It was like Smash Adams. I mean, Patch Adams has always been with us. Patch Adams was Robin Williams' attempt at a time machine in which, when it was created, it moved backwards in time to always have populated history mm -hmm. and ceased to exist in the future. I thought it was his attempt to get rid of all the bad comedy so the only good comedy would remain. <laughs> nice. I like it. Uh, so at this point in time, this is when... Doug's sister, Captain Carter, enters the scene. And Doug winds up following her around to various different locations. Yeah, he she's really going on creeps on his sister. A ton. Yeah. Were beatniks still in existence in the 90s? No. Well, they were in existence. They were just were usually beaten on sight when you see them. <laughs> yeah. They were still... They they no, were legal to kill in the 90s. Were there hipsters in the 90s or? No. Was that? Nope. Later. Hipsters were 2000s. Yeah, that was mid 2000s. Time. Yeah. It's ironic or very coincidental Don't that the think? rise of the hipster uh, coincided with the rise of IPAs. Hmm. No, I didn't. No. Well, if you want to talk about the rise of the IPAs, it's India, the rise I mean, of IPAs. I am pretty sure the rise of the hipsters occurred. With the fall of the grunge. Movement. Yes, yes. In the nineties, wasn't there a while in the nineties where it, hippies were kind of back? Mm, I think there was only a few. You people. mean ninety nine? Yeah, there 99? was only a few people in our high school <laughs> that wanted for, to bring it back for Woodstock ninety nine. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's that right. was a disaster. That's right. Yeah. What are you talking about? It worked out great for the Hell's Angels. <laughs> Wrong Woodstock, buddy. No, it was the right Woodstock. The Hells Angels did act as security for Woodstock 99 and killed a couple people. So, Oh, I didn't know that. They, yeah. yeah, they're 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 <laughs> great at being in gangs. They're not so great at, at security detail. Yeah. yeah. They're not even a very good gang in the States. In Ca in Canada, they're like, it's serious. But they're like, but it's Canada, so they're like a good gang, right? Like yeah, they they're very polite. Like, yeah, yeah. They help little old ladies across the street. I don't know. Sometimes they're a little passive aggressive. Ooh. Oh. 
Well, I mean, they're like they're like they look at you and they're like, "Nice driving, eh?" Yeah, and it just devastates you yeah. like all burn. day. Thinking about the big guy with the mustache and the leather jacket, just like digging on your driveway. Yeah, or you when you, like, oh. you drop your candy bar wrapper on the bus and they're like, "Thanks for keeping it clean, eh?" Oh, oh. to the quick. Oh, that would oh, that would kill me. Oh, to I'd the probably quick. start crying. So, mountain people. Texas, <laughs> Ohio, the Hell's Can- Angels, all of Canada, Canada. Canada. Canadian biker skates. Yeah. Yeah. Canada, yes. Canadians from Canada. Everybody knows it's funny to punch down. And that's why. So, yes, Doug is creeping like hell on his sister, Captain Carter. And he's seeing everything that she does on the date to try to figure out what he should do on his date with Patty. So he's like, use big words, check. Go to a, like, pretentious art show, check. Yeah, her, her boyfriend seems like a cafe, bag of dicks. Kiss my sister, check. So. She looks like Lady Gaga. She kind of does. You squint a bit, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. If, a little bit. If you're, like, half a bottle into your Santori, then... Okay. Yeah, uh, well, yeah. she does. There is that part of the date where she wears a meat dress. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Doug's and sister exhibit, and then yeah. sets her boyfriend on fire. Yeah. Yep. Her her boyfriend. I uh, did not like him. Oh, he's a fat piece of crap. Pretentious, discreet <laughs> piece of crap. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He reminded me of a young me. <laughs> <laughs> you were never fat, Matt. You kidding me? <laughs> I, uh, I am now. I don't know about that. I still contend that. Oh, I went to the doctor recently. You know how much I weigh. Uh, did 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 you make sure that you looked at the screen the, the correct way this time? What's the perfect yes, number? Okay, What's okay. the perfect number? Two fifty. You you're trying to find like the golden ratio? Yeah, like yeah. Six point three three three. Oh, I, yeah, it's yeah. Two <laughs> two point one. How much do you weigh? I you weigh more to me in my heart. Oh, <laughs> oh so you're you. you're going existential. I weigh three hundred and six pounds. Boom! Beat the rock. Is that good or? I'm uh, 13 pounds heavier than the rock. That means I can beat up the rock now. Oh <laughs> mm. uh, yeah, you got the weight advantage. Yeah, exactly. yeah you're in the same weight class as him. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's good times. Anyway, okay. We get to after this whole montage or vignette, I guess, of chasing down a sister. Uh, we get the only funny part of this episode next, in which Doug is in his room with his best friend Skeet, and they have dressed the dog up to look like Patty, and, <laughs> That's right. and the dog attempts to seduce Doug. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes with it. <laughs> yep. It, it wasn't like, as good as when Bugs Bunny dr- put, like, puts on a dress, but this was pretty comical. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. Well, the important thing is Captain Carver walks in and she sees the dog at drag and immediately understands that Doug is supposed to be going on a date next. And this is when she announces it loudly and gets the rest of the family involved in trying to get Doug ready for the date. Yes. Thus proving how much they hate him. They do offer terrible advice. All of them. I don't know. It seems like he's flying off the handle. I don't think so. Yeah. If you were 11 and you were trying to go on a date with your elementary school crush, 
And your dad walked in and was like, son, let's have a father-son talk about birds and the bees. Oh, yeah, I think he's on planet Mars or something. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's when you would grab the whiskey bottle from under your bed and smash it on his head and jump out the window <laughs> to get away. So. Hmm. You made me completely forget what I was going to say, so that's probably a good thing. <laughs> it's for the best, really. Yeah. Your, your, your thought, like your, your whole thought process. I would have shown up in a little suit. That because my dad, they would like a tiny suit. My parents, yeah, my parents would have given me a tiny little suit to wear. Oh, <laughs> with a tiny little bow tie. Yeah, like high water mm. pants and uh, shorts, short sleeve so- socks, suspenders. Yeah, that's good. Just gonna be five from the Umbrella Academy. <laughs> that's me. That's the best character from the Umbrella Academy. So, yeah, and and you would have just been like. Hey, hey, girl, look at this cool thing I can do. And then you just, like, flex, and then, like, it bursts off of you. <laughs> that would have required... And then she points at your penis and starts screaming. And yeah, it's a date. Yeah. So, after this, Doug basically says, Screwly guys, I don't need any help. I'm doing this on my own. And he leaves in his normal clothes, starts walking to the movie theater, uh, at which point he meets up with Patty. The entire time he's walking, though, I think he's, like, in his head going, like, Is it a date? Is it a date? Is it a date? Is it a date? And he sees Patty at the movie theater where they're going to go watch a movie called A Kiss in Cold Blood. <laughs> so it seems like it's supposed to be like romance horror, maybe? Which It, it sounds like an action well James be. Bond type movie. Oh, maybe. Maybe. I mean, again, I think it's supposed to be ambiguous, right? Like, yeah. what what is yeah. this movie even about? Is it romantic? Is it, is it action? Is it yes. even PG-13? Exactly, exactly. And we even see like some sci-fi elements which we get in there. But Doug immediately pays, buys two tickets, pays money for both of them, and then goes to hand Patty her ticket while she's ignoring him and buying her own. Yeah. At which point, I would have been super pissed. Exactly. Because yeah, those are I just spent my money yeah. on a second ticket. What the fuck is she doing? She could have saved that money and like, even if this wasn't a date... She could have taken the ticket and then, like, bought me some goobers or whatever. Yeah. You should have, you should have told her. I want yeah. goobers, damn it. Or even just been like, hey, I'm buying your ticket. Is that okay? That's the problem with all of this. All of this would have been resolved with some easy communication. Just been like, hey, is this a date? Yeah. Well, then this wouldn't have been an episode. So Patty and Doug are watching a movie that has all of this romantic overtures taking place. Um, and eventually we see the screen and it's a romance between some princess and a space alien lizard monster. It's a bestiality episode. That's a crocodile. Um, I, I, this is the part I, I related to. Yeah. So in this, Doug keeps on reaching for Patty's hand and Patty keeps seeing it and keeps moving her hand out of the way to the point where like, I think at some point in time she even picks her nose or something. She, she rubs then, her nose. She makes a movement on her face because she, he's creeping her out. And she she finishes it all off by offering him some candy so he has something to do with his hand besides trying to fondle her. <laughs> yeah. So. She's like, and, here, put this in your mouth. I, so want, your, Doug, I want your tongue busy. Because <laughs> you're pretty, but you just say the stupidest shit. That's what my wife tells me, so. <laughs> it's it's true. <laughs> you can confirm that. All of this is just leading Doug to believe that, okay, this isn't a date. And they leave the movie theater, and he asks Patty uh, if she wants to go continue the night elsewhere, go to like a coffee shop or something, 
And that's when she says, oh, I don't like coffee because they're both 11. Of course right. she doesn't like coffee. <laughs> but then she says it tastes like chalk. She's been having some bad coffee. Oh, you think she's yeah. been ch- chalking it? She's yeah. been drinking the chalk all right. And that's the reason why she knows what coffee tastes like. Ew. Wait, wait, wait. Are you saying that the Chalky enjoys Blue Mountain Beans? Oh, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly it. I knew it. Chalky was oh. in the Blue Mountain Beans. It's because he's a high-achieving guy, you know? Exactly. He's got to have some sort of stimulant to keep him up and running. Yeah. Slapped on so. his ball sack. Oh, you think he's got the patch and the beans? Oh, yeah. Ooh. He's double dipping. Yeah, he's double beans. <laughs> double beaning. Double beaning. Double bean. Hey, buddy, are you beaning? I'm double beaning. <laughs> okay, that's our ad campaign. A bunch of bikers. I'm double beating. I'm double beating. Are you beating? No, I'm double beating. I'm double beating. Then like See, a... look at my veins. They're popping. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sweat <laughs> pouring off his forehead. Like Randy Savage. The beans rise to the top, brother. Oh, my neck looks like a harp. <laughs> <laughs> I've patched each nerd. And then, and then you got like the soccer mom in the background walking by waving, I'm triple beaning. <laughs> I do it in between lunch and tea. I've been injecting beans between my toes. And it's like it's like her driving it's then you see her driving past in the minivan just screaming at the top of her lungs as she's driving. <laughs> ah! <laughs> a normal speed, yeah. like not speeding off, just yeah, yeah just twenty five miles an hour. Yeah. <laughs> Has her blinker on though. I love Still. It. Yeah. I love it. Oh. So at any rate Okay, so now we offended Karen's everywhere. They, they decide to just well, Doug basically just walks Patty home after this. And as they're walking home, they're just like having a normal conversation, joking around about the movie, talking about things, and Doug accidentally grabs Patty's hand and they both stop and look at it and they're like, Oh. And then they keep walking. He gets her to her house. They have the awkward conversation of like was this, uh, wait, you know, no, was it? Not necessarily. Did you think? I don't know. Did you think? And it just turns into like really. Oh, it was clear that she bad. wanted it, but she yeah. didn't want to be the one to say it. They get to Patty's house. Patty goes inside after they have like a lean in to kiss, but then break away. Uh, he says, oh, I guess it wasn't a date. Looks up, sees Patty watching him. And then he's like, well, maybe it was. And then Every single one of the 11-year-old males in his school are waiting behind a tree for him to ask him his advice on how to get girls. Yeah, yeah. And that's probably the creepiest part. Because I'm just thinking of, as a parent, as Patty's parents, I see my daughter walk home with her friend. Yeah. Because they're obviously friends. Well, they all know each other. Like, he clearly knows her parents, at least. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's one of those towns where everybody knows each other. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They see like, oh, there's a cute little romantic moment between you know those kids, but like nothing. I don't like, like serious. that Doug boy. <laughs> but no, no, like even I don't as, like, like, a, like him. <laughs> he smells like cheese. He there's something odd. I had something odd about that boy. He's off. I don't like you, him. Did you scream at his penis? Yeah. He seems like he doesn't want anybody else to design his cartoon. <laughs> but thinking about his parent, about Patty's parents, 
you, you see like this romantic moment. It's like, oh, young love. That's interesting. Oh, we need to talk to Patty. And then you see the boy involved in that walk away. Yeah. And to a to every other boy in town. And he joins his surrounding gang. Him. Yeah. That's when it'll be like, what the fuck is going yeah, on? Yeah, they're all like high-fiving him. Yeah, bro. Are they, are they planning on like murdering me and taking <laughs> my daughter? What the hell? I need to go get a gun now. I am becoming Republican. I'm doing mm-hmm. a shotgun. Yep. I'm standing my ground. <laughs> I'm standing my ground with these 11-year-old boys. <laughs> what about standing and, and on their, shotgun? And their middle-class suburban gang well, that's, activity. That's the ground you got to stand on. It's the middle-class middle class suburban ground. Because that's where all the worst gangs are. I heard you had to stand in the place where you are. Well, then you have to look east. the place where you are. Oh, you have to look west. Sorry. Then look west. Think about the thing with the thing and some other thing. Well, it doesn't matter where you are. Because there you you be. Shit. How did it go, David? I don't know. This is better than Doug. <laughs> Wherever it is you go. We're, we're, we're so far There you the are. David's like, this episode was death. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. There's so, not a lot of what did you guys think with. of Doug? What did you guys think of Doug? I liked it a lot as a kid. But it's a lot of just crap and... There's just not a lot of substance in the episode. I think, huh. I mean, I, I do, Interesting. I, th- I think I agree with Mike in that, like, I think as a kid, I would have enjoyed this. It's clearly doing a good job of speaking to kids, you know? Yeah. Mm. Like, I, I mean, you say that he's acting like, not like an 11 year old kid, but you don't want an 11 year old kid giving an well, 11 year old no, yeah, kid yeah. advice. You no, you're right. You're right. You want like the idealized 11 year old kid. So you want like, yeah. You want somebody for eleven year old kids to look up to, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Filtered through the okay. lens like of the someone who's experienced. Like the rock. <laughs> like, or, exactly. or um shit. What's his name? Strawberry John, shortcake. John Senna. Yeah, yeah. He John seems Cena. Cool. Yeah. John Senna. <laughs> yeah. The, no, you're the thinking uh, Michael, philosopher. Michael Cena, yeah. Michael Cena. The guy who just looks like he's always standing around awkwardly yeah. being involved in movies. From Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Exactly. Okay. What'd you think, Matt? Uh, I think, I mean, it it was much, much, much more saccharine and feel good than I expected. Like, uh, it... How's it a sweetener? It definitely gave me Peanuts vibes in how, like, moral and pat it was. Mm, It felt like Peanuts, huh? Yeah. No, I can see that. I can see that. What'd you think, David? It's not very deep, and there's something off about the uh, voices, like the same way that I felt when I listened to the Dilbert animation. Mm. Okay. okay. Where they like are the d- voices don't match the face. It doesn't lip sync well. No, the no the, the the voices don't match like the face. Okay. Like, like, said. like what happened to King Arthur of the Knights of Justice. I, I think Roger's voice suits him perfectly, but yeah, everyone else seems like a caricature. Well, even Roger's a, a, an extreme caricature, but like, yeah, they're all like very extreme. Like Patty isn't just like a, a small Southern draw or like maybe somebody from like hmm. some rural town. She's got like full on Appalachian, like 
deep Georgia or, you know. She's mountain people. Mm-hmm. Mountain well, she doesn't people. say mountain people. She doesn't she say mountain, mountain people persons. things like she doesn't say ink pan <laughs> and <laughs> people things. Just um, just mountain people things. Just mountain people things like they say ink pan and um uh-huh. they they say commode instead of toilet or bathroom. Or uh-huh. They're like, where's the commode? Where's the outhouse? Well, they're not that. They're not that backwards. Oh, they're not okay. Hmm. The, they're, Maybe they're you really, sidestepped. You know what? That sounds like someone who's trying to cover for mountain people. Well, you know what? Ooh, are you a mountain person apologist? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, you're you're one of those mountain people kiss-ups. Well, I am one. Hey, I'm a little too tired of this wokeness, Mike. This what? Whoa. Wokeness. Whoa. Wokeness. I, I'm wide awake. This, this wakeness that you're having for mountain people? Okay. Anyways, I, I don't I don't know if we should be offended or I'm just confused. <laughs> I, I think we should just be more annoyed just that this episode is going on for so long. Confusing. <laughs> yeah. So I I actually recall when I was a kid, really disliking the show. I shouldn't say disliking because I still watched it a few times. Sure, of course. But I never found it nearly as entertaining because, you know, like, perfect example is like Doug and Patty sitting in a tree. I am much more interested in what the fuck movie they were watching. Right, and I wanted to see the mating ritual between that alien space alligator and the princess of whatever. You wanted to see the mating ritual between Patty and Doug. No, no, I'm just like I'm much more interested in like some romance between some space alien and you know a rock than I am for normal human kids. Like this was just banal for me as a kid. Yeah, yeah, you had such exotic, exotic, sophisticated tastes. As an adult, I actually, I did find this nice. Like, I, I kind of enjoyed this. I did think that it was probably a good cartoon to have on for kids to watch. It shows, like, idealized, even-keeled responses to things. It does, it feels like you a know? 1950s, this was made by adults for children, kind of. Yeah, Like, uh, a condescension. And I have a certain amount of appreciation for that as an old. But when I was a kid, I hated it. Yeah, yeah. As so. an old? Yeah, yeah, he's an old. I'm an old. I'd never heard that as a noun. I told you, I plucked a two-foot-long white nose hair out of my nose a couple weeks ago. I am officially an old. Two feet? I'm sorry, two inches. Jesus. Okay. <laughs> Maybe I misheard. Yeah, that would be spectacular. You'd be like... That would be good. I would be, be the proud king of old. Yeah. yeah. All the other olds would kneel down before you. You would like, exactly. keep pulling, and it would, like, all your other nose, nose hairs would go in, like... Yeah, as they, they like unraveled. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's as we're talking about this, I have this nose hair that's tickling me, and I just want to yank it out. Should do it. Well, yank it. Do it. Well, do it on I, mic. I've got a pod Start to sneezing. cast. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I want to hear yeah, it. The, I want to hear. I want to hear the little pop noise. Yeah, when you pluck your right nose hair, your right eye tears, and when you pluck your left nose hair, your left eye tears. Have you ever noticed that? No. No. Go, go pluck Both your nose hair too. right now and fight. Do it, and you'll cry out of that one eye. Well, I, no, I I pluck all my nose hairs all at once, Mike. I well, just I, like grab both nostrils full. Yeah, yeah. We talked about out. this. I did that before, and it felt like you were yanking <laughs> your eyeballs out. I, I use it, and it's amazing because for like two days, you could smell 
so clearly and there's nothing in the way smell the color blue yeah (laughs) yes and every single pot particle of pollen and dirt goes down into your lungs i can smell my child's innocence (laughs) um and then after two days because we're old all the nose hairs grow back it's the only place on your body that you could continually pluck and they will grow fucking back Mm. I'm jealous. All right, let's get down to let's get down to some <laughs> brass tacks here. Are we keeping the show? Or are we going to get rid of it? Keep or delete? Oh, oh, oh! I don't see how more episodes are going to give us more stories. Yeah, <laughs> this 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 feels like nothing. So the only reason why I would want to keep it on was to get is to get Derek's take on it. There is because that because we, we know that Derek watched this and unfortunately wasn't able to join us tonight. Yeah, but well, let's give it to there him is that. Present. But this feels like Boomer Pap. Well, I mean, it is because the Jim Jenkins was born in 1953, so ew, he's like our parents' age. Yeah. Ew! Oh, oh is, it, is it contagious? That's horrible. I think so oh. so well, it really is a boomer's fantasy of what childhood should be. Yeah, like, so. he's yeah. pushing his goddamn conformity on us. Yeah. Is there treatment available for boomerism? Yeah, boomery. Yeah. It's Ask pot. your doctor about poop. Boomer, let me tell you, that whole generation has mellowed out once they've backed off of their just say no to drugs stance. Okay, tell have us. Have they done that though? Because yeah. I'm pretty sure they have. Yeah, tell us well, more. Some so, of them. Yeah. Which the, which the, ones? The, the ones that my parents hang out with that used to be super uptight and just cared about everything are just like the most like laid back, easygoing people now. And I'm like, who are you? Well, You're the one I'm, who yelled at me for like walking on the border of your grass. And now here you're talking about, oh, you know, whatever, who cares? Like my I, my dad is 70. 2, 75. 70ish. 70ish. Mid mid early mid 70s somewhere around there. <laughs> you know, and he had no. he had to have knee replacement surgery and he was dealing with intense pain. And I was telling him just get some pot. Just grab, like, get some edibles. You don't even have to smoke it, even though he smokes. You can just get some edibles. And you can, like, that will help you with managing the pain without it being too crazy. And he was like, I'm not fucking doing any of that shit. I've never smoked dope a day in my entire life. I'm not going to do it now, even though he's old and it doesn't matter. I'm not going to do it now. I'm just going to take these Oxycontin. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, take take this pharmaceutical. You're fucking taking heroin, then. It's not heroin. It's Oxycontin. Rush Limbaugh did it. Well, at least he picked the better high, you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> That's what I've heard. David, you do it. David, David. Yeah, right. Yeah. Did anyone else vote? <laughs> I did. <laughs> <laughs> I am keeping that in here. Was that is perfect. Was there something on the ballot? I like it. Well, I don't. Well, who cares what you don't like? I care. Oh no! I meant for well, uh, for, for Doug. democracy or against oh, Doug. For Doug. Oh, okay, oh, okay. I don't think there's need on these bonds. Voter um, die, people. So <laughs> David's a no. Matt's a no. I'm I'm getting it. I'm gonna be a yes, Mike. Yay or nay? Yes, uh, for a birthday present for Derek. Oh, so you want so you want to keep Doug? So okay, we're fifty fifty. So... Yeah, okay. I'm just being cheap. We don't have to get him a real present. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you remember we let you watch? You remember we let I'm you a watch a cartoon, you piece of shit. <laughs> I do have to say though, if I have to review this again, 
I'm going to be pissed. So okay, so so the new protocol for split votes. Uh oh, it's going down to the wait list. Oh, oh really? Oh okay. Honestly, that makes sense. Yeah, okay. makes sense. I can I can get behind that. It's not booted off entirely. It's not still on the list. Yeah, makes sense to me. But it could be later on. Yeah, I like it. I can take it, David. Oh shit! I gotta come up with something. Okay, what are we doing? What segment are we doing? So, I think next we're going to be doing Redemptions. Redemption. Redemption. And I have my Redemption all lined up. Whoa. Preparedness. It is for a 1987 Canada slash UK based animated series called Garbage Pail Kids. Oh my god, they made a... I am voting it up from the waitlist. You're bringing it into our orbit. I'm bringing it into the fold. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't remember there being a Garbage Pail Kids cartoon. And that's why it was not released in the U.S. I bet it was not good. I have to assume no. Yeah. But I'm feeling a bit nostalgic for the times that I spent at my grandparents' place. And for some reason, Garbage Pail Kids were something that I was really into. When I was at my grandparents' place. Like the so, cards? Yeah, some yeah, of the cards were the painted cards. by Art Spiegelman. Hmm. Oh. Nice. I thought you were going to say that your grandparents had, like, a satellite dish that could pick up, like, German and, and you know, mm. other countries broadcasting, and you actually watched gar- Garbage Pail Kids at their house as a kid. My grandparents no, had an actual there. garbage pail, and we would put kids in it. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, like my au pair did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like oh come here little boy little girl like we're gonna the, play a the, fun game the first or second week that she was here and it we we see her like i look out the window and i see her pushing around my boy in the trash can and i'm like what are you doing why are you pushing him around in a trash can after trash day there was literally garbage bags in there and she's like oh and well, she he- was like give me a break mister it shuts him up for 5 minutes yeah she was she was like he said it was going to be he said it was okay and i'm like you you, you are listening to a 5 year old and that's the reason why he's also smoking and drinking a beer. Uh, that was also the reason why he was in the hot tub. Little boy's got game. She, he said that it was that he was allowed in the hot tub, and she was like, "Ooh, okay." Nice. Yeah, I think I, I just love, have to go back to what Matt said. Little boy's got game. Yeah, he knows what he's doing. Yeah, master manipulator. He's game in the system. Much, there wasn't much to manipulate. Ooh, interesting. The garbage pail kids. Cards were also known as Bukimi Kun in Japan, which means Mr. Creepy. Ah, that makes sense. Mr. Was it also in Mad Magazine, or am I imagining mm, that? I don't think they, they had a relationship. Similar artist. Yeah. I think it was a similar artist working on them. They were based out of New York, so they probably had a lot of the same talent. We want cartoons 26 hours a day. That's weird. Let's move on to uh, Reverse Redcon. Reverse Redcon. Everybody's favorite segment. Yes, because it means we're almost over. (laughs) Because it means our listeners are like, finally, I'm trying to listen to these dipshits. What is index 636? Ooh. Ooh. Oh, I just passed it. Where is it? 636. 
the Littles. Whoa. The Littles. Mm. 1983 to 1985, The Littles. 29 episodes. And I have to assume this is some sort of... It's like a borrower's thing? Yeah, I think so. I think it's like a borrower's thing. I think they're like little people with tails that live in like the mouse hole. That's yes. common in cartoons. So like the borrowers, but they're like some sort of weird borrower mouse hybrid. Because they have tails. I feel they have like big buck teeth too. Yeah. Oh, I think I remember this. Yeah, they're like yeah. they're freakish rat children. Yeah. Yeah. If I recall, I think that I enjoyed this. Yeah, well, that's one thing we got. I definitely remember seeing it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, that opening, I remember that. Alright, so the Littles. Which episode of the Littles are we going to be watching? Episode 18? Episode 18. Excellent. Wow. I realized that I must have spent a really large part of my childhood watching cartoons. Like... Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's... Yeah, we all did. Well, of the show. Here. Um, almost yeah. all of us. Yeah. I didn't even own TV and I did. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's right. You used to go over and. How did we spend so much time watching TV when most of our moms stayed at home? So, like... the episode we're going to be watching is called Twins. Twins. And my mom did not stay at home. My mother was actually a school teacher. So, she spent most of her day at work. That's why Adam came out the way he did. Well, were you in a daycare or were you just at home by yourself? No, just home by myself. Yeah. Okay. No, we were we were by yourself. We were all with you. So exactly. So you have an excuse. We're all home together. I guess you have an excuse why you would sit around and watch TV, but yeah. Like I don't know. I just I guess I wonder what my mom did all day while I was watching TV was like. My mom worked. I think we've discovered that your mom didn't love you. <gasps> oh. I mean, she loves you now. Yeah, yeah, but she's, she's learned. She just didn't at the time. Yeah, she's learned oh, yeah, to she, love you. Yeah. She got better. I mean, we we both have quick kids now, dude. You know how fucking annoying it is. <laughs> well, I know why my kids watch the, the TV. Yeah, yeah. 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 You, you, you have hired and imported someone to this country to spend time with their kids so you don't have yeah, to. Yeah, so you don't have well, to no, touch Well, no, I was them. at work for 12 hours a day, so... Well, that's true, that's true. <laughs> it, there wasn't anyone at home, and... and it's a different world and we can't leave our five-year-olds at home that's true all right david who's going to be presenting the littles episode 18 twins that is going to be adam <laughs> excellent if you liked it so much yeah why don't you marry it and, and present it well that would be polygamy See, this is why we have to de defend traditional marriage, because yeah, you want to yeah. have a union between a man and a woman in a cartoon. Yeah, that's a exactly. trigonometry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the real reason why we're all upset about this. We can't figure out the name of it. Yeah. Sorry. I do like trigonometry, though. That is pretty good. Yeah, I enjoyed it. That's probably the best joke of this episode, Mike. <laughs> probably is. <laughs> I am excited about this one. If you could marry a cartoon, what cartoon would you marry? Oh my god, don't mm. do that. Why? Don't do that to me. Yeah, you could marry a cartoon. 
You're, but you're asking Mike to settle down with just one cartoon. Yeah, one cartoon. I, how could I do one that? One smoky voiced redheaded cartoon. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, Jessica Rabbit just okay just the mm. top of the list. Does it? You know, we we did mention it in the King Arthur episode, but we should at some point in time plan for a 69th episode. Yeah, <laughs> we got to do 69. <laughs> yeah, it's an anniversary, Mike. Is What's the anniversary of? Well, <laughs> what's really funny? <laughs> what's really funny is it's uh, if we keep to our schedule, which we haven't been, it should be coming out on my birthday. So. <gasps> oh, it's a special, special day. Are you turning sixty nine? Um, in spirit, yes. Oh man, we should have a we should have a group sixty ninth birthday. <laughs> <laughs> That's the to, best porno be ever. Pairs. Group 69th birthday. Yeah. A geriatric orgy. And it's <laughs> interesting you mentioned that. I was actually going to release it two days earlier. <laughs> That'll teach nice. him. That'll so teach him. Two days earlier or two days later? Two days earlier. Okay. So it comes out on 6-9. On 6 9 Whoa. Nice. Okay. So, on a future episode of Amazingly Terrible, we'll be watching The Littles, episode 18, Twins. But next week on Amazingly Terrible, we will be watching Dino Riders, episode 12, Battle for the Brontosaurus. Yeah. And I keep saying week. It's next time, yeah. not next yeah. week. Yeah. We don't, you, we're not you, a weekly show. You figure it out. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. Listeners. Yes. yes. Fuck you. We're not a weekly show yet. <laughs> you figure it out. Yeah. You pieces of goddamn <laughs> shit. <laughs> If there's no one out there that isn't already uh, hey, offended. If you've made this... it to this point in this episode, all I gotta say this is fuck, fuck you. you. Fuck you <laughs> in your ears. And the horse you rode in the, on. You're get, and you, the Tesla you rode this in This is on. what you deserve. That's right. Th this audience... You are Elon Musk's Twitter. reaching out to must be a very, very, very small subset. It's like it's us. People. It's us. It's literally us. Yep. Oh, it, it's, Nobody it's six. To this. It's 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 six people. <laughs> it is it is us, and then potential future employers that are trying to figure out if they should hire us. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> and the FBI. I send this to I send these episodes yeah, each one to my boss. Not even worth the FBI. Well, it's because you're trying to get fired. <laughs> <laughs> Look what I did. <laughs> Please fire me. Just undo you. I want it separate. Anybody else look at the uh, movie list recently? Cause, uh, All right. She's making a big deal about this shit. You put Dragon Ball Evolution on it. <laughs> yeah, I did. We were oh, yeah. Happily Ever After. Now, we, we got to draw the line at 2000. That That is a hard line in the sand. What the hell is Solar Babies? <laughs> that is a movie I watched in the 1980s that I've never been able to shake out of my fucking head. So now you have to experience it too. That's what it is. All right. And I wish we could watch watch Space Truckers, but that's another 2000s movie. Space oh, no. Truckers was not 2000s. No, wait, was it in 1990? Fucking put it on there, 90s. man. Put it on. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Space Truckers. That was a fine film. I only watched five minutes of it, but I could tell from that five minutes. <laughs> it was part of the Criterion Collection after that. I'll tell you what, as a... I tell like, you what, I'm a mountain person. <laughs> as an adolescent boy who likes meat, 
the idea of square hogs. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. Square hogs so they can fit into the space. No, 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 no. Tell me you came up being an adolescent boy who likes meat. (laughs) And wants square hogs. Tell tell it to me slowly. Tell me about the square hogs that you... I, I love the idea that, mouth. you know, that we have genetically engineered these hogs where they don't have legs or anything. They just grow in these cubes so you can efficiently stack them in space and everything. And like now I would be like, oh, you know, what about the, the, the pig and like, uh, you know, pedo would be up in arms and stuff like but pedo pedo pita 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 but the like. I don't know. Like the concept back then was just like, that was the coolest thing to me. It was like, that's like, that's, that's the future. Square pig. The, the, yeah. the future is the square cube pig. pig. Is a, is the the square future hog. is Minecraft. Yeah. It's hog. dystopian. Yeah. But there's so many cool aspects of that. Yeah. Dystopias are fun <laughs> to look at. <laughs> yeah. To look at. Exactly. Cause they're usually uh, satire. Well, yeah. I'll, all movies are satire. What? I, what? It's kind of... It's what? almost genius. It's like you've gone all the way around. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I'm seeing from the back of my head. Right. Or no, I'm seeing you're the back of my head. You're so liberal, you're conservative now. <laughs> I'm like a snake eating its own tail, or is that like a different? Yeah, version? you're an Uruburus. Uruburus. You're the rural juror. That's right. Sarcasm is not a good. It's not good sense of humor. Sarcasm is was the most complicated subject that I taught in Japan. So that's the thing. A lot of other cultures just don't get it. It's like, so how do you do sarcasm? It's like, it's like all in context, dude. I can't. We got Okay, here. Let's try it. Boom. Okay, so what you were saying was sarcasm. Was like, yeah, you got to then take the context. Listen to how I'm talking. Oh, okay. They can't do it. No, no. It, I, think I, had, the- I think I had one Japanese officer who actually figured it out and was able to actually like emulate it pretty well and like got it and was like explaining it to his like cohort but they still didn't get it and i was like all right you're probably gonna like be an admiral one day once you get back to japan <laughs> training in the u.s yeah that's not yeah, so. sarcasm <laughs> <laughs> you're totally gonna be an you're gonna be such an admiral oh my god yeah probably a rear admiral <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Uh, i would be a rear joke okay should we stop recording <laughs> we can stop recording. For amazingly terrible, I have been amazingly inebriated. I continue to be the same amount of inebriated named Matt. I've been terribly inebriated, and also David. <laughs> I haven't drank, and I'm Mike. Yeah, yeah. you haven't. You yeah. go, Mike. Yeah, it's your birthday. Get your groove on. Amazingly Terrible is produced by David and Adam. Music by Josh Woodward. Send your email to monotonouslyterrific at amazinglyterrible.com.
Hold on a minute, my dogs are going nuts for some reason, which makes me think somebody tried to walk into the house. Are you Derek? Today I am. He is talking a lot about Doug. I thought he couldn't hear me. So I left the, uh, uh, I left Dragon Ball Z on for the dogs to watch. And I think <laughs> they just beat Frieza, and I think that's why they're all excited. So. It's what hilarious. the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> you trained your dogs to watch Dragon Ball Z. Well, I just left it on for background noise for them. They like, so. Yeah, they like the charging app episodes. <laughs> All the dialogue, yeah. I like the filler episodes where they just randomly, like, just do shots of people on Earth going about their day. Mm. Delivering mm. capsule stuff. Or, like, the entire episode is just sort of Krillin flying. Yeah. Right. Or, or Krillin being busted on by everybody else. Poor Krillin. Krillin really got shat on all the time. Well, he's, he's about the best that character, though. It's because he had no nose, so he couldn't smell it. So. <laughs> he doesn't. He can't smell what the rock's cooking. Exactly. Yikes. 